And we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Use the promo code HBSports. Get 25% off your order. Manscaped. They have perfected the ball hair trimmer. I'm telling you, gentlemen, it's the little details in life that get you ahead. And ladies, maybe you got a man at home and he's not shaving down below. You don't want to have that awkward conversation. Just buy him a Manscaped. Give it to him. He'll get the point. Listen, gentlemen, they've sent some over to us here at High Button Sports. I use it every morning. I walk out the door with a fresh set of balls. I feel confident, ready to take on the world. Remember, go to the website, manscaped.com. Use the promo code HBSports. Get 25% off your order and start living a better life. And just like that, we are back here at the High Button Sports studio in beautiful Halifax, Nova Scotia. Today on the podcast, we have Alex McLean. Alex is the founder, creator, CEO, the big dog over at East Coast Lifestyle. He started it back in 2013, maybe 14, at Cadia University. Uh, and you fast forward all the way to 2020, and it's the biggest apparel company in Atlantic Canada for sure. Uh, maybe within the country. It's, it's massive. It's everywhere. It's been born by some of the most famous people in the world. Ashton Kutcher, uh, Ed Sheeran, Crosby, McDavid insane he's worked with companies like alexander keith's he has his own drink out now the rum soda he has his own chip boat right now what can't this guy do and it seems like everyone is trying to have a clothing company these days myself included and it's a tough business to get into and alex was not that one guy but one of these few individuals that was able to crack the code and uh and turn it into a living turn it into a career and turn it into a an empire really so it's going to be a great episode. I'm Justin. We're talking to Alex McLean. Remember, this is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. All right, Alex, we're going. How's it going, Justin? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. I appreciate all the, the stuff that you dropped off. Oh, thanks. I'm looking this forward is... to seeing what you think about the chips in the room. Yeah, you're going to have your own grocery store at some point. Hash, <laughs> what, what, what's a, like whole, uh, what's it called in the States? The nice grocery store. Oh, like Trader. Oh, Whole Foods. Whole maybe. Foods. Yeah. You got Whole Foods, and then you can sell some clothing on the side there. You got everything yeah. going. It, it, it's crazy, man. And when I'm walking through the grocery store, I'll just look to my left. I'll see East Coast Lifestyle Chips, and you're just like, <laughs> Yeah, we're oh, trying. I know trying. that guy. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. We're, we're trying. We re- just released the chips, and they actually are going to be in Whole Foods out in Ontario and BC, but we don't have any in the East Coast. Um, but it's been cool to launch the chips. Uh, people are just starting to get them and try them. And we went with the true sea salt to be the taste of home, the East Coast. So we didn't want to come out of the gates with like a fried pepperoni or a crazy <laughs> flavor that people might be scared of, like a lobster flavor. So we wanted to make it nice and simple, uh, extra thick cut for dipping around the holiday season and all that great stuff. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing what people think. It's such a fun side of the business. Only like You know, you start out with clothes. I'm not saying that you got bored of clothes, but I feel like a true entrepreneur like yourself, it's like, okay, well, what the hell? Let's just, let's just try to do more. I don't know if it was chips or liquor right away, but it was just, you know, let's just try things. And I think that's the true spirit of an entrepreneur is just trying things, failing at things, punching through. And then the next thing you know, you have products like this. It's really cool to see someone that like yourself that doesn't get just comfortable with clothes. And you're just like, no, let, let's do more. Let's push more. It's, it's cool. It's exciting. Especially a guy from here. I don't know. It, it just gives... It gives hope to a lot of people around here that are starting to, you know, maybe make some clothes, that are starting to do things like that. And then you look at a guy like yourself, just, yeah, I'm going to do it, what the hell, and then actually succeeding at it. Because going for it compared to succeeding at it, I think that's a big difference. And 
the fact that you're able to punch through that barrier, man. Thanks, special, man. very that. special. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time coming for the rum, especially because we've been working with Alexander Keys hand in hand with collaborations and partnerships. Yeah, putting hats in the cases of beer around the holiday season and building that brand equity up with them. And so now we're just able to create enough leverage that they're like, okay, now we're going to try your own drink and see how it goes. But we had to really create the the groundwork and the blueprint of like a demand and a and a brand presence in the liquor store and get people to see the logo and 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 really get familiar with the brand. And now they're willing to give us a test. So huge shout out to Labatt's. That's the brand that really produced oh, yeah? the, the pineapple rum soda for us. They're based out of Montreal, right? Labatt? They're, they're based out of uh, Brazil at Anheuser-Busch. And it Brazil? all comes back to Anheuser-Busch is like the headquarters. And it goes to Toronto. And then it comes down to Nova Scotia through Keese. And so we work with a guy named Kevin. Shout out to Kevin at Labatt's. And he, <laughs> uh, he set up the whole deal with us to be in the beyond beer niche of like the ready to drink categories. Okay. So they wanted to really explore... How can we get into things that aren't beer that are in this new niche of the vodka seltzer, um, <clears throat> you know, like ready to drink cans with rum or vodka mixed with pop or soda? Yeah. And so we thought like in the East Coast, everyone loves white rum, but they can't get it in a can in a low calorie, low sugar, low yeah. carb. It's always these really high sugar formulas yeah. that are created. So we said, if we can create this formula that's low sugar, low calorie, low carb with rum, we think it could be a hit. Yeah. So we tried... Since January, we tried about 50 flavors of rum sodas with 50. lemon, limes, and pineapples. Yeah, it was fun. That's a fun month, yeah. <laughs> all through the, the heart of COVID there. It was uh, the wife and I and some other friends and stuff. We got to try the flavors. And uh, we landed on a nice two grams of sugar balance of pineapple rum soda to give it that little citric acid kick. Yeah. It's like you get a little pineapple kick. Yeah. And then zero grams of sugar, it's too flat. So you're not, you're not going to get enough taste. Yeah, a little zing. So, yeah, you get a little zing. Yeah. So, we wanted to get it a little bit of a balance between a pop and a juice. So when you're drinking, it's refreshing. And uh, without further ado, I think we should pull one out now. Yeah, I was going to say, like, where is it? I'm looking at the chips. You got the headphones? Yeah. I brought a couple cold ones for us here. I've been looking for a cooler so, like, because, you know, in the summer when you're golfing, you don't have a cooler. I'll leave this one with you here today. Love it. It can fit 12 beers in them. Mark, would you like one? Uh, sure. Want to awesome. throw one over? Thank you. What time is it right now? It is 11.21 in the morning. <laughs> What the hell? I'm yeah. going for it. Yeah. What is it, Tuesday right now? Cheers, guys. Uh, I, might, See I, might, I might save this one because I got my, my Sounds cool. Good, man. Yeah, cheers, cheers, man. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Woo! That is good. You like that, eh? It, what does that remind me of? That reminds me of something like, oh, oh it it's almost like, uh, you know, that like medicine. I don't want to like, it's the, the medicine when you have when you're a kid. But it has that nice sweet flavor of the pineapple. Yeah. And you don't taste the liquor at all. No, it's pretty. It's pretty. Tastes smooth. like a like a not even not a pop like a. It's, it's only 110 calories, two grams of sugar, and two grams. Yeah, it's really good, carbs. man. So it's nice and smooth. We wanted it to be something that's crushable by, you know, the six to to upper. But it's refreshing. Six or more, yeah. It's awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. Congratulations. Thanks, and it's only available across Nova Scotia. So it's a. Do you plan on going? Across Canada? To be honest, how it works is we have to prove that it's popular in our home home province. Yeah. And then the data is used to push to other liquor provinces, other liquor boards. Mm. And they say, this has been, we've been ranking in the number of 15 to 20 top SKUs in the last six weeks since it launched. So yeah. they pretty much are trying to check how close the totem pole can we get to the top. Let's talk a little bit closer to the mic. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. We're trying to get the is essentially to get it as popular as we can across Yarmouth to Cape Breton, and then it will grow into other provinces from here. But we've had a great start. We have great news to come. I can't really tell anyone 
what's coming in the new year, but we have some really good news coming to to the East Coast. It's crazy, man. Thanks. That's awesome. You're so focused. Like I love like the mindset of you coming in here of just like knowing your work, like knowing everything that goes into your company. It's like busy. you come in here, you you know the percentage of sugars that's in there, you know the alcohol, you know the taste, you know everything about this drink that you're selling and i can only imagine that it comes with everything that else you're doing everything with your clothing everything with the chips everything about your company it's great to see you know one question i had for you was what were you like as a as a student at acadia were you a focused guy when it came to school because most entrepreneurs they not that they struggle in school but they think of outside of those four walls that they're sitting in did did you always think of I don't know, maybe things outside of the academic world, or were you a good student? Great question. No, I think it's important for people to realize the truth in that um, you don't have to be a 4.0 student to, to be an entrepreneur. I was always a 2.0 student that always got through with the 60s and yeah. 70s and got through some tests and stuff that were really tough, but the speaking and the presentations and the group projects are where I usually got my points. Me to too. The pass. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah, there you go. I love it. So essentially, <laughs> uh, you know, just kind of, finding out what works for you. So I really was motivated in the sales and the marketing stuff, but I was really terrible in accounting and finance. So I was like, I got to figure out how I can do marketing and social media stuff and yeah. then hire people to do my accounting and my sales or my accounting and my finances. I can't do that stuff. So, yeah. you know, you go through some failure school classes and you learn really quickly, okay, I'm not going to be an accountant <laughs> or a finance guy. And or, it's a scary moment when you go through that moment. You're like, oh, I'm not going to have a straight and narrow path. For sure. You know, you look at some of your other friends are like, okay, I'm gonna, they're accountants and a doctor, a lawyer. Like, what, the, what am I going to do? Yeah. And you look at that path. But I find, at least when you get a little bit over, older, it motivates you to kind of push through that. Okay, no, I am going to find my own way. I am going to find my own path. You can't be, I guess, scared. You just got to kind of do it. Absolutely. Just like yourself. You got to be a risk taker for sure. And it's it's scary to not always have your friends and family support in those risks, but you have to try it and you have to believe in yourself and trust your gut and go yeah. for it. So sometimes it doesn't always work out, but we've been really fortunate with support and people allowing us to give, give get a chance and, and try. So my dad gave me the 800 bucks to start East Coast Lifestyle. Without that, I wouldn't have been able to afford the 30 hoodies to start it. So it all kind of comes back to what you're available to do to start out you know you have to be lean and mean and really try to make things happen with as little resources as you can and then grow with what you have really I think and I've just tried to never really over make it too complex just try to keep it simple I like that when you first start out and you buy those hoodies we had this problem when we first bought our hoodies I think it was seven months ago now was the sizing because you know when you first start east coast lifestyle you don't really have a fan base so you're like okay are kids gonna buy this or adults gonna buy this and you don't want to lose money by buying five extra larges and they're just sitting in your basement how do you start that process at the very beginning it's very tough yeah to know what you're gonna sell is extremely tough inventory wise so all you can really do is is try to take some pre-orders out of the gates to see like what people are interested in so we took some pre-order stuff initially but now we have a, essentially data where we know, like, okay, we're selling way more medium and larges than yeah. smalls or extra larges. Where do you get that data from? Your from website? our website, yeah. So we use Shopify as our host for our website. And essentially, all of our SKUs are on there, and it will tell us, like, we're selling so many more larges than we are anything else. So we need to order 30 to 50% more larges and cut our double extra larges down so that we don't always have these two extra larges sitting on the shelf for people to buy later once everything else is sold out. Mm-hmm. So really... We sit down as a team and we look at all the data and we cut out the worst stuff and we focus on the good stuff and we just try to get better every year with quality and um, every year we try to press the envelope with putting better quality out for the brand and, and trying to put our label uh, as, as best quality as we can and associate it with quality. So 
we work hard with quality management and trying to really have people looking at every step of the process along the way. Um, and obviously we're trying to support local. So we do stuff in Dartmouth, in Toronto, in Canada, and even in Stanfields now in Truro, we're doing a whole winter collection with them in Truro, made in Nova Scotia, made in Canada, all specifically. So we're trying to do as much as we can to stay local too. I saw you outside of the Stanfield building in Truro that it, it's like a worn down building. That was actually the Windsor one in the Valley. So I went, oh, okay. and, but do you and, know the one I'm talking about in yes, Truro? My grandmother lived right next to that place in the apartment building. Wow. Right there. Amazing. Because right, it's right amazing. next to the rink, right? The old rink yeah, in Truro, right yeah. on that same street. Yeah, that's yeah. an iconic building. And, and we're, we're actually going to just start working with them now to do, like, all of our Canadian-made fleece and stuff moving forward. So we're really stoked to, to release that. It's it's the first time I've ever talked about it here. So. Oh, boy. High-button sports breaking it. Yeah. The fleece? What is it, a fleece? So it's a whole winter collection. So it'll be, like, a merino wool base layer for skiers, snowboarders, for the cold weather oh, people, sick. all made in Nova Scotia. And then there's, like, balaclavas, socks. Uh, joggers and the original fleece that Roots use, the Canadian-made fleece, they they produce that stuff in in Truro. I didn't know that. Yeah, so we're doing all the hoodies and stuff with them down there. They're all make. It's going to be here in a week or two, so it'll be our next release. Man, where's your mind at in the morning when you wake up? Like, you know, like my mind is okay. Check email, see who we can mic up, see who we can get on the podcast, make sure markets paid, pay, pay mm-hmm. the taxes, whatever we got to do. But my mind isn't really okay. L- let's go and try to make. It is, let's go make something else, but a thing that I deal with is, I don't want to say quality control, but I guess it is quality control. Making sure the podcast is good, making sure that the mic'd up videos are good, making sure that the content that we're putting out is consistent, and it's tough at times. But it seems with you, at the stage you're at now, that everything you have underneath your the Empire East Coast lifestyle, it's continued to have that quality. And that's very tough to do. At least I'm finding it tough to do. What's your secret to that? Well, how do you, how do you manage so many things? How are you looking at the the prices of the you know how much you made last month of liquor, how much you made off the chips? How how do you just come up with new ideas knowing that you have 20 things underneath? We have a great team. So we, how many people are you working with? Uh, only a core office staff of six right now, but it's enough that no we're way. we have enough people with the right hats on that do multi jobs. So like my wife is our VP. She does all of our hiring, firing, all of our website all of our photography online for the website stuff uh, in terms of like products, all of the updating SKUs, like small, extra large, just putting stuff on sale. So she wears like 10 hats. And then we have an operations manager that handles all of our accounts. So like the ARAP stuff. Yeah. And then communicating to the chips and rum people, like where are we sitting on the totem pole with the rankings of like how popular are we? Where do we need to increase our sales? And then my job is strictly marketing, social You're media. You're so man. And like growth. Like when company. we tweeted out that picture the other day of you, I saw, okay, you retweeted it, East Coast Lifestyle retweeted it, East Coast Rum retweeted it, the Chips retweeted that's it. That's just me retweeting them all. And it's just like, like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. that's the hustle. That's the thing I think people don't understand is that's the grind. It's like, okay, you don't have to do that, but you're going to take that extra 45 seconds out of yep. the day to do that. That's for the sure. grind. It's really just, you have to consider it your, it's your job. And like for, for me, like I started to have to really mature when I was like 21 when this started my phone fell whatever um <laughs> uh, essentially at, when I was 21 I was still a kid so I was like do I want to go to a party or do I want to sit and plan a collection for the fall and I have to do that instead of go to the party so at got, 21 that's yeah good for you thanks man so it was a tough like to, to have to like leave school to do it online and do east coast full out was kind of like a big decision for me but it was the best decision when I was 21 to do that so Overall, like, um, I would say the team is a big reason of we're able to push this image of quality and everything. Everyone's managing quality from yeah. their own avenue. And then I'm trying to manage our social media accounts and, like, try to present the best image possible for the brand.
congratulations on i know you just got married thanks a lot yeah, what's it like working with your wife uh it's it's good we we work really hard together she was my first hire in 2013 so uh she really saw saw this whole thing come up from when i was selling the hoodies on my parents lawn um i she was our website builder from the start so yeah shout out to the wife taylor and it's awesome it's been a grind with her we work our asses off like literally from the time we get up till 9 p.m at night monday to monday so it never stops bonnie and clyde you guys are just hustling pretty much yeah, i like it much. that's good yeah you definitely need help along the way that's one thing that i'm trying i'm starting to learn is you need guys they're not guys you, you need, need people yeah, you, you need a team, a team. Yep. and it's almost like a trust issue with me you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to give you a, you know, a part of this company to go to do something by yourself. It's like, you better be representing the company to the best of your ability. I'm struggling with that a little bit. You know, yep. we send someone to go to Bedford to, yeah, don't ear laugh because we send him to go live stream and I, I have trust issues. So <laughs> yes. it's always like, you know, the, the, there's part of me that's like, okay, we're going to send some people out to do some things, but it's like, okay, we got to make sure that the quality is top notch, that yep. we're consistent and that we're pushing forward with it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we don't have to do the live streaming. We can pull back and focus on something else. And maybe then that goes 10 times further than the live streaming. Yep. So it's a lot of like, I find myself right now almost like, you know, like when a fly is trying to get out of a window and yeah. it can't see it. It doesn't know that it's a window. It thinks it can just go. Yeah. It's like right now I almost seem like I'm a fly trying to get through a window. And I know that there's a little hole right on the corner somewhere. And every now and then I get through the hole and I get to go outside. Yep. But every time I hit the window, I'm learning my lesson. It's like, okay, that didn't work. Yep. Let's come back. Let's go again at this hole. It's and every analogy. now and then I punch through that little hole and it's like, boom, something just happened. Yep. You know, like right now we have kids messaging us from the States for us to go down and uh, mic them up for our TikTok. Because our TikToks, it's great. Kids down yep. in the States love it. But we can't get down to the stage, which sucks. Right, right. But it probably took me. How many mic'd up videos did we do before we went to TikTok? You know, 30 before I started putting them on TikTok. Okay. And now it's like, okay, boom, TikTok's a breakthrough. Let's go through with this. Let's go balls to the wall. And Double down. Exactly. On it. Yeah, for sure. It's so smart. it's like, you just got to keep going, 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 head yeah. down. And then you find that little hole and you break through. That's a great analogy. The you know, fly in the window. Never fly heard in the that. window. I like that. I just made it up. Yeah, I like that. Smart. So yeah, a lot of it is like that. You have to just try to be that fly trying to break through and get out of that window, like you said. And it's not always going to work, but you get that one thing that does work and you got to go full out with it. So yeah. it's really a great analogy there. Yeah. And it's not getting overwhelmed when that thing fails. 100%. It's like, oh man, you failed. It's like, okay, great. Just going to keep again. moving. Let's go. Go, go yeah. for it again. And I feel like when you just said when you're 21 and you didn't go to the party because you had to focus on East Coast lifestyle at 21 years old, I understand how most people could listen and be like, oh, Alex, you loser. You should have drank yep. and went out. Yep. But it's like once you see it kind of work, how addicting is that feeling? That's exactly it. So you're only doing micro business at the time when I was 21. So I was like choosing these decisions of business first and there was no, there was no like end of the tunnel light essentially like no one was like what's he doing why is he why is he putting his money in hoodies because it was just like yeah 21 so. yeah like no one's doing that <clears throat> and then uh like people like mckinnon and crosby started to wear the products and it, it helped the business uh astronomically and we can't thank those guys enough for the support um that they they then made it cool to mooseheads and young generations of hockey players to want to wear the hoodies as well so big shout out to those guys for for wearing the gear from the start um, and then out of the gates, uh, other people started to wear the clothing again, and I was completely hooked on trying to make this as big as possible for the hometown and put the put Nova Scotia and the East Coast yeah. on the map for people. Because at 21, I felt like when we were starting out, there wasn't a true like place that we could identify with, like a hat or a hoodie. That when you traveled to Mexico, like I want to identify with Nova Scotia. Like, yeah. You can wear a moosehead's hat, but like nobody from Alberta, essentially, or other places of the world might recognize it. Yeah. So we, we wanted to create a brand logo with the Anchor logo, the East Coast Lifestyle logo, that was be like almost like a team logo, in a sense. So that's why we've always had this like logo mentality of like put it on everything. 
that's our logo and then yeah. everything else is kind of a stream from there yeah what was the feeling like when you first made i don't know maybe when you were in alberta or just somewhere really far from halifax and you saw that one guy one girl just wearing that east coast lifestyle hoodie how what was that oh, feeling it's amazing like? it, it never it never gets old the still like even today amazing. it's yeah, the best this, like we had a story come in that was two people are walking in west edmonton mall they both had east coast on they went up to each other they said where are you from in atlantic canada and then the guy was like yeah i'm from cape breton i'm from new brunswick six months later they got married and everyone in the wedding yeah. party has east coast lifestyle on they sent us the photo and they, even the bride and groom have <laughs> the east coast on and so we uh, those kind of stories come in and we can't you know, be more proud to hear it because if they had had Burton and Nike on, they never would have met. Yeah, you never, I never thought of it from that sense. So it kind of connects the dots for people. It's a conversation starter sometimes for people. And that's that's probably the best part of it is that people can identify with a place or a home with the logo. It is a conversation starter. It's like you're sitting in an airport in Calgary. You see someone across the aisle just wearing that East Coast lifestyle. It's like, where are you from? It's like, oh, Moncton. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know Barry? Oh, Barry's my yeah. uncle. You know, it is that conversation <laughs> sure. starter. We're a small brand because we're only sold in Atlanta, Canada. But it's so powerful. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a powerful brand, but it's from here. and, it, and that, It's small, though. It's a small business. But, but it doesn't it has, have that small feel. Mm, I guess it's the farther you leave Nova Scotia or the East Coast and someone has it on, the more likely someone will bring it up to you the farther you're away, we find, are the stories. What do you mean? By because, so? Like, if you're in, uh, let's say, Australia yeah. and you have East Coast Lifestyle and someone recognizes it, they're probably going to ask you, like, where are you from? Or where are you from on the East Coast? But we've uh, heard all sorts of stories of people traveling the world and identifying with other Atlantic Canadians just from what they have on, which is really cool to hear from from the different consumers. That's really cool. Um, question. Yep. Well, that's what we're here for. Um, there's a language to getting you know guys like McKinnon and Crosby to wear the stuff to take a picture of. You know, we sent a hoodie out to Kirby Dock in Edmonton and. It was just this. We know the security guard, so the security guard's like, "Okay, Kirby Doc's gonna be coming in next week. Send me a hoodie, yada yada yada." So the security guard and Kirby Doc they took a photo together, but he didn't have the hoodie on. Mm. And I was a little like, "Wow, she had the hoodie on." But all your pictures, they have, the, the, they have the clothing on. How do you, man? How do you make that happen? Like, so, do, you, do you just say it? Do you say, "Hey, do you mind chucking that on?" Nope, we've never asked anything of anyone. You don't so, ask. No, never. So that's a big secret that I never talk about either. It's just I just give. And I don't Skips. expect, yeah. Okay. So if they like it, they like it. And if they don't like it, they don't like it. Okay. And I then, guess Kirby fun. And I'm joking. And Kirby liked it. <laughs> well, he, a lot of these guys, they get stuff in their hands all day, every day. Okay. So they're just like, it's another another one. So they just don't really care. So um, if they truthfully like the product and it's delivered to them in a sense where there's no strings attached, okay. they might or organically and authentically like it. So okay. Ed Sheeran, he put it on because he liked it. We never said like, we sent him $1,000 in clothes. And we, our goal was to get him to maybe put something on in, in the next 10 years. And we might never see it, but we might see it on Instagram through a hashtag Ed Sheeran or hashtag East Coast Lifestyle. Yeah. So shout out to Jessica who gave him the clothing package. He threw the shirt on, walked it on the Air Canada stage, played the two-hour set with the shirt on. It blew our minds. Where were you when this happened? I was in my garage in Halifax. So who was the guy or girl to be like, hey, Alex, check this my, out? My Twitter was going off, and then I got verified the next morning. He said, hope that helped you guys. We grew 10,000 followers. He he tagged us in the tweet, and everything changed the next morning. We got orders from the mall to, to get the clothes in there and, and from studio, and it, it was a game changer. I see in your voice right now that you still have the same excitement right now from oh, when yeah. you had that tweet going it off. Was, like, I it's was the shaking. Same. It was crazy. It was, people were tweeting at us with just iPhone photos in the crowd being like Ed Sheeran's wearing East Coast. 
we were in Halifax, so we were just like, what is going on? Is this real? Yeah. Is this uh, like an SNL fake thing? Yeah. Just, what's going on here? So it, and it was real, so we couldn't thank him enough. We never actually got in touch with Ed. We just replied to his tweet, but he never favored it. He didn't see it. He's a huge celebrity, but, you know, that guy's never going to see anything from us. So yeah. he's but, a huge yeah. supporter of the brand, though. We couldn't thank him enough. It's crazy, man. It's, it's, it, who did you mention that gave the the T-shirts and hoodies to Ed? So it was a childhood friend of his. I guess he came over, met a girl named Jessica. She did a coffee shop show with him in Toronto. And then essentially the next year he had blown up. And so he came back to the Air Canada Center, sold okay. out. So he went from coffee shop to sold out ACC before they changed it to the new name. or What's it called now? The new Scotiabank Scotia Arena. Bank Arena. Yep. Yeah. So back in the day, in like 2015, it was still, still the ACC, I believe. Um, and so he put the shirt on and walked out and did, she didn't like say like anything. She just said, this is an East coast company from Nova Scotia and she's from Nova Scotia named Jessica. I don't want to say her last name. It'll it's give fine. away my source. Sorry. So, uh, we still give her stuff, but she's like, he started his own clothing brand now and that's all he wears hat and t-shirt every show because he sees the value in what he's wearing now. And in 2015, he was a new, new face, new celebrity. Now we're in 2020 and a lot has gone on in Ed Sheeran's life. He's done amazing worldwide albums you know and and his his whole net worth and everything has gone way up so to get him wearing the hoodie now would be crazier but yeah. we were really thankful that in 2015 he wore the brand because we still use that content because it was so meaningful to us the point i was trying to make with the relationship that you had with that girl that gave to ed sheeran is there's you know a lesson i've learned is uh you know, in the past couple of years is the relationships or the people that you meet along the way of starting a company. And, you know, you, you never treat anyone below you. Everyone's equal. You have yep. to make sure that you treat everyone with respect because the next thing you know, Ed Sheeran has one of your t-shirts on. I'm not saying that you treat yep. anyone like a dick, but that's one thing that I've learned. Everyone that comes up to me, you know, maybe at a rink and like, hey, I love your mic'd up videos and I don't yep. really want to talk to them. No, I'm going to take that 30 seconds, one minute and be like, hey, thanks, man. I appreciate that. What do you do? Because that little relationship goes so far because you Definitely. never know who that guy is. That guy could be Crosby's cousin. Yep. You know, and it's crazy how the world works like that. Same with social media. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I don't have to preach to you. I'm sure you know. You obviously know. But the world of the, you know, the Internet and it's just treating connected. people. Yeah. And especially from Nova Scotia, yeah, everyone, everyone knows, knows everyone. everyone. Oh, yeah, it's a big so loss. How, you know, we'll, we'll beat that horse to death. It's just yeah. everyone knows everyone. For sure. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's it's very true. Like, we we come up and everybody pretty much knows everyone's name by the time you're in high school going through sports yeah. and stuff. Yeah, everyone's aware of who's the athletes and what's high school and stuff like that by yeah. when you're going through grade 12. Um, so, yeah, it's a very small world, and yeah. Yeah, you have to watch every relationship carefully. Were we on the same midget team? Midget AAA. Yeah. My dad was yeah. the coach. No one can understand him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the fr yeah. deep How's French. Yeah, he's good. He's awesome. uh, he's in his last year in the military. Oh, nice. So he's retired. We got a, a cottage out in Bridgewater. That's awesome. So once he retires, we'll be living there full time, but he's good. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Be Mrs. sure to Coke. say hi. Yeah, I will. Absolutely. We played lacrosse together as well. Played against each other. You oh, were, yeah, because you were a Southwest guy. Yeah, Southwest and you're Northwest, right? I was in the Northwest. Yeah, you guys yeah. always had Andre and Joe. Oh, yeah. Balloon. They were lighting the lamp. Yeah, <laughs> lighting oh, the yeah. lamp. We never had a shot. And Big Joe and Net. Yeah, Big Joe and Ned, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I still, actually, I don't play anymore, but no, I loved getting up. There's a senior league, so yeah, the boys are still out playing. And you had Tanner Manson on here. I saw that podcast. Tanner and his brothers. And, and Anton and Tristan, right? Yeah, yeah, those were big, big, big podcasts. I remember I walked into my mom's spa the next day, and like two people came up to me like, hey, are you the guy that had Tanner and Anton? And <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Those big, very, awesome. very well-known guys. Yeah, I know they are. Great hockey players. Great athletes. Yeah. Playing against Tanner in lacrosse was tough as a defender. Yeah. Like, I've never Peace. played against a guy that was just so 
dominant on yeah, defense. He's a beast. Oh, he's huge. Yeah, he was. He's very fast too. Like he, for how strong and athletic he was, he was one of the fastest players on the floor too. I was fortunate enough to be on his team uh, for hockey in junior A. The definition of a guy who you hate to play against, but love to have on your team. Yeah, now you wouldn't know? want to fight him. No, Jeez. God, no. Yeah. He was Jeez. just he's such a confidence builder for everyone, knowing that yeah. if anyone messes with you, he's just it's there. on your team. Yeah. yeah. The Sanchez hit or the Sanchez fight I'll never forget. <laughs> what one? He punches his. Helmet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. broke his hand off Sanchez's helmet straight right off the front. So. Oh man, I forgot huge, about that. He broke his hand, just put him in a cast for a couple months, but it was the biggest punch I've ever seen the, in lacrosse. For there sure. was some, man, that Spryfield rink. There were some crowds there at times. Oh yeah, for sure. Are you trying to say something, Mark? Uh not just <laughs> breaking the man's. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, he broke his hand. Oh one yeah. One punch. Oh man! The, 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 every time I walk into the Spryfield rink, that smell I get—it brings back nostalgic oh, yeah. feelings. Same oh, with yeah. Centennial. Like you walk into Centennial Arena in September, it has a certain smell <laughs> rather than walking into <laughs> December because September is when tryouts happen. Oh, yeah. So when you walk into September, you're nervous. You yeah. have that anxiety. It's like you, I'm telling you, you, you walk in—you yeah. can smell it. You yeah. walk into <laughs> the Centennial in September, it, the, all those feelings it's nostalgic. come back. Oh yeah, it's a nostalgic walk feeling. Walk in there just to smell sometimes, just you, get the memories going. Walking into September, I walked in there the other day. Not the other day like during covid like as soon as they opened the rinks up because we wanted to mic up uh why not from the moose heads oh, nice. and i don't think we were allowed to but we went in anyways and doodle he was part of the company too grew up in fair if you knew yeah. the rink staff i walked in and they're like hey who are you i'm like oh i'm justin like, high button sports and they're like oh oh doodle okay yeah, yeah you're good, <laughs> you're good so it's just like that same thing with that fairview connection yeah. it's like the connections with everyone be nice yeah. to everyone and oh, little yeah. doors will open up for you i liked his mic'd up video you guys did there doodle out in no, Spryfield. He, he has like one a month that was classic oh he does I have to check him out saw it on youtube he was the linesman. Well, he was out, oh yeah, he was out there in the stripes. And we tripping. got in trouble with not in trouble with hockey Nova Scotia. Shut it down. Oh really? Like, no, that was a great us. episode. I thought it was great on YouTube there. I appreciate that you're watching it. Big oh, supporter. Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. What do you think about the run? Man, they're unreal. Five percent. Mm-hmm. We're doing. Um, Connor Hurdle had a couple up at the Junior B game up in uh, East Hans. Nice. Yeah. Like, we'll just sit up there and we were just having a couple of these. Are good. Awesome, man. They're awesome. Shout out to Hurdle too. Good dude. Oh, great, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he hired us for live streaming for the junior B team up there. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. We sponsored as uh, one of the players on the team. He's a Who? kid from Ontario. Oh, he was telling me about him. Yeah. I don't know his last name. He, I haven't heard uh, heard much about it yet, but we just sponsored his, like, his jersey this year for the first time ever. Hurdle mm-hmm. said he's a, he's a name that will be known uh, across the league, and he's a, he's going to be a good player. So He mentioned him to me. I forget his name, too. Must feel good to be able to give back. You know, yeah, be we, in just, a position. we wanna we wanna be able to help out the community. We try our best to help out different organizations, different uh organizations that are doing good stuff really. Phoenix Youth Shelter, Red Cross this year, uh IWK and uh, Children's Wish were the ones we contributed to. But we every year we try to change it up and just kinda do a little bit different. This year there was obviously no kids hockey events in the summer, like the kids golf stuff, which hurt yeah. the the youth stuff. So hopefully next year we get more more events going and stuff. Yeah. No, it's it's great to be able to give back and just donate to to things that you believe in or to causes that you believe in. Yeah, actually make a difference. It must be a, a cool feeling. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying for sure. It's it's the people that support the brand that's got us here. So we try to give back to the people that that also are doing great stuff that we're able to support. Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember the point where you know maybe you had to sit down with like your your family and be like, okay, 
you know, this business is starting to go to another level, you know, like, you know, the media wise, just financially wise. You ever remember just sitting down maybe with your girlfriend at the time and being like, okay, we kind of have to not watch what we're saying, but we have to look out for maybe a, a public image because you're yeah. a talked about guy. Like every now and then your name will come up and at a dinner table and, and your company and what you represent. Do you ever remember sitting down and just, you know, thinking about that? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's always heavy on the conscience of like my brand image and my personal image of what's yeah. out there so i'm yeah. always trying to to look at that as well but yeah i just authentically try to be proud of where i'm from just stay positive and put out that that organic message of of just kind of being proud of where i'm from as a nova yeah. scotian but um yeah it's it's been a great ride overall there's been obviously some speed bumps along the way in seven years but it's been uh we're really fortunate to be where we're at now in 2020 and 29 and uh, yeah, it just feels like it's been a blurry, long ride of just like these nine to nine days, but it's uh, it's all worth it. Yeah. Do you still have the same passion for it from when you first started? 100%. Yeah. We're always trying to develop new stuff. Like the rum and the chips has been a lot of excitement this year because we got to do all the flavor testing and the organic like um, creation process from the start. So it's been a cool year. Every year, it's every year is different. So some years have been um, grind through the some painful points and not the best seasons but like this year we had an awesome year through COVID so we're really thankful that uh, everything's going strong so yeah uh, yeah, you just have to be thankful I think for the pros and then those those misses like the fly in the window you have to forget about it and keep going (laughs) fly in the window I like it yeah um give me an example of like you know a a rough day at East Coast Lifestyle like what's something that would happen like okay I got to take a seat back and reassess this so you what would that be awesome so my day is pretty much around my phone so I'm usually starting my day with social media check-ins in the morning. So I'm looking at stories on all my accounts. So Rum Soda, East Coast Lifestyle, UCL Flagship, my personal, and uh, uh, Chips. East so Coast what are you chips. looking at, though? I'm looking like... to see, like, who's posting stories of our content. Uh, every day there's people organically just storying, tagging the account. So I yeah. want to share all that content organically through our stories from the 24 hours. Um, then I'm trying to post all those feeds as well, almost daily. And then I'm trying to take Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, um, LinkedIn, all those platforms with proper content communicated on each of the platforms. So it's not just a copy and paste to everything. So I uniquely type out everything oh, that's out. That's effort. It is a lot. It takes a lot of time. And then each story can take upwards of five, 10 minutes if you're deleting them and restoring them, recaptioning them, re- putting the GIFs on them, doing the locations because you're trying to get more views. So I'm always looking at the data, the analytics, trying to maximize our social media accounts. Pretty much is how I do from like 9 till 10.30 in the morning, and then I start a workout. So I'll go for a cycle, I'll train in my garage, or I'll pretty much just like go for a walk with my dogs. i got two dogs right now. So we just got another dog, and it's been a handful. So you're going to have three? Just got a second one. So you just got a second yeah, one. Yeah, and she's just a handful already, so I've just been pretty much busy. But um, it's usually money. Our mornings are literally – social media get outside for a walk or an activity and then it's to the office with the team from 12 to 5 yeah so we got ryan healy's down there as our warehouse manager shout out to ryan he pretty much runs the show down there in terms of our orders and picking and packing and getting everything out the door um all of our like fulfillment stuff and then we have an inventory manager guy that down there named david that handles all of our on the shelves and all of our wholesale accounts so i check in with these guys see how everything's going yeah then we have an operations manager that's like our accounts manager for the chips and the rum, the clothes, studio, all of our cash in and out, AR, AP. Stuff. He's a full-time guy? She, she She's a full-time Lord. guy? Yep, she's a full-time. And then I have the wife down there at the desk who's literally doing 100 things a day. And so I check in with the, those five people every day from noon to five. I, I pretty much crush a to-do list with a pen and paper every day. I write out my to-do list. And then at the end of the day, go home, eat dinner. 
and then I literally do social media for like three hours, and then I usually either watch a show with the wife, with the dogs, or game, or go to bed, and then repeat every day. That's like, pretty much a day. Like when when I hear this, I think of your wife. Or I think of my girlfriend and going, okay, you know, if I come home at six o'clock and I go on social media for three hours, it's like I'm having a fight. You it know, happen, it's, it happens. To be honest, it's it, we're human beings. Like we want to spend time to together with each other. Sometimes, like during this Black Friday weekend, I, I was logging 14 hour days on my phone. So it's you're you're glued to it because everyone's online. Everyone's doing stories, Snapchat stuff like that. So. Yeah. We have to compete and we have to put the content out there as well. So we spend a lot of money on content development just for Black Friday. And then I have to post all that stuff like every hour to keep our view rate up because we want to bounce to the front of stories constantly. So it's a lot of like just managing all the accounts essentially. But thank God for the team because they're all doing just as much as me in their own categories of work. What's your interview process like? Do you care about a resume or do you care oh, yeah, about it's a... huge. It's, well, we don't hire often for office. Yeah. We have a really low turnover for office staff. For retail, we have about 30 retail staff. So we have young people that are working in our dartmouth Micmac Mall store in the Seaport Market and then PEI over there in the summer. So we have to... I can't do that stuff anymore. I had to outsource that to, to Taylor, my wife. What do you mean you can't do that stuff? What I, do you couldn't, mean? I couldn't handle all the HR firing like you're fired you're hired like i want to interview every person i can't do oh, all you that can't stuff. do that stuff no anymore. I, I don't have the time for it so i had to step out of that uh avenue and then when we when we find a good manager for our stores we enable them to hire their whole team what do you look for in a manager loyalty uh good conscience um people, someone that's not going to steal so you can kind of judge that off character usually um, but again, we've had some lapse in judgment, had some theft from us. So it, it does happen where, to be honest, like just to be real with everyone, it's you can you can bring people in and they can end up stealing from you. Take so, advantage. Yeah, you have to really watch who you bring in. Um, so we really we make moves very slowly in the office mm. and we make our retail moves very slowly as well. We, we, we try not to do anything too fast. So mm. if we're, we took we just opened our retail store. We closed from February until november 1st and we just kept it closed until we finished a renovation we hired everything covid scared us we didn't want to have covid stuff happening in our retail store so we just shut it all down we pushed everyone to the online website um, to manage that way and we just increased our warehouse staff for more orders and more people in there to, to fulfill orders and the warehouse is down by seaport market yeah. pier 21 yeah. um, so they're down there now there's six people in there just packing orders we can get about a thousand orders done a day and they're and ups comes picks them up yeah. monday to friday and then it's just a repeat process every week right now we're in a very hectic time because it's the holiday season but usually we're not in this like extra hands-on-deck mode but right now ups is saying we can only pick up 100 orders a day from even SportCheck. They've bottlenecked every company because of the holidays. Why only 100? Because they can't process them faster at the oh, facility. So they're bottlenecking everybody. So you're losing money right now, kind We're of. fine. But they're allowing small businesses to get through yeah. with 600. But the big dogs like SportCheck and the big corporate guys are getting bottlenecked at 100 for some reason. And you're considered the big dog. No, we're the little dog. So you can get 600. We can get 600. Someone like SportCheck, because they're like a billion-dollar corporation. Only get 100. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you're lucky then. We're lucky, but we had to, like, complain and get past, get put through to the small business side because they're trying to, like, really uh, not allow people to get through. They want everyone to be at 100 per day. Okay. But essentially, if we did that, people wouldn't get their orders on time. So we had to say, guys, we really need to get more than that or we're going to go to Canada Post. I was going to so say, I'm average. happy that you said UPS because I'm in the process of that too, and I found UPS a lot more 
user friendly with yep. the label printing. Yep, they're really good for label printing. Um, ShipStation's good. You should check that out. ShipStation. So, yeah, we use that through our Shopify host or our website. So you can go to it's an app in Shopify. So every order, if you live in like rural Cape Breton, mm. it would probably tell you to go through Canada Post because it's it'll they'll get there quicker and cheaper. Okay. But then if you live in like Los Angeles, California, UPS will get it there cheaper and quicker. So it'll kind of like it'll judge the terrain off the person where they live based off of like the UPS and Canada Post and how they work, mm. and it will give you the rates. It will compare them live for you to see. Okay, because you're talking about shipping costs. Yep. Because that's one thing I'm dealing with now. We use our website uh, Squarespace. That's a great website. And I'm having, but I'm having trouble calculating, or I'm having trouble, yeah, calculating the shipping cost to match up with UPS. Okay. So let's say someone orders a, a shirt from the Valley. It's like right now, how do I figure out what the shipping cost is to get it to the Valley? Do I do it through Squarespace or do I do it through UPS? Do you have everything weighed in your back end there by products? Like how many grams each? Yeah, I do. I have a a scale. Okay. So it should, I can look at it after the, after this, but it should allow you to tell you how much the product weighs based off of uh, the weight of the thing. And then how much it has to travel to give you the rate on UPS or on Squarespace within Squarespace. It should tell you in the back end and we can, you can put in, ship station into your back end Squarespace and then it will do all that for you and then in the live time a customer can say do I want to choose three day Canada Post or do I want to do like the UPS seven day and it will tell you the two rate they'll they'll see the two rates to compare and then they can choose okay because right now it just gives me like a flat rate and I just put five dollars in but I kind of want to figure it out how to actually make it an uh, an actual number exactly yeah no we can can look at that and so Ryan is someone at a warehouse that would analyze all that stuff and like he was like you you put a product in underweight and so he'll give me shit when I (laughs) underweight stuff because then we're losing money to send stuff in the mail because everything should be weighed properly because then or else your business is taking a hit to ship the, yeah, the hoodie out of or whatever. Every so dollar counts. Every dollar counts. Yeah. So we we always look at that stuff. But again, the team, I don't I don't look at that stuff. He does that stuff because he's it's his area of expertise in the business. Yeah. So it's good to have a team and, and to allow and empower them because that that's stuff that they help the business grow and save money. Did you struggle with that at some point when you had to take a step back and go, okay, you know, I'm not hiring anymore. I'm not doing the clothing anymore. For like, sure. Did, yeah. did, did, how did you deal with that? Uh, pretty much just couple of friends not not working out with a couple of friends in the business and them just not being happy or not fitting out somehow it just kind of just things happen through a couple yeah. of years of business so i it got to a point where i was like i can't work with friends in business anymore i it has to be uh the best person hired through the resume process not through me so now we have my wife my operations manager sit down and interview anyone that's coming in yeah um so that it's not uh yeah so that sounds a little bit more enjoyable to be honest with you yeah it's it's like okay i'm just gonna take a sit back i'm gonna relax not relax but there's another aspect of the company that can be you know pushed forward without my help and then that allows you to make chips and and drinks like this and then in the new year my goal is to have someone that's helping me with social media so that i'm not on my phone six hours a day see there you go that's you thinking ahead i love like we're trying to hire someone that's like literally i have like when i get a dropbox from these creators there's 150 photos I need it sorted down to like the top 10 and I don't need to see the 140 other ones. So it's yeah. like a sorting person. It's a lot of time just looking through the, all these drop boxes, favoriting which ones I think are the posts, which are the stories. That's like, isn't that like Dash Hudson? Like, isn't that what they do? They do stuff like that. It's to me, to be honest, it's very expensive. So I've okay. always just taken that all and done that in house yeah. through my thumbs, using my own thumbs and, and knowing like, okay, this is good. This is bad. This is good. This is bad. Post this, post that. And, you know, seven years later, we're here. So now now I need help. I need someone that's like, 
today I'll do the rum and chips content. You do the East Coast stuff because I can't do like the East Coast, then the chips, then the rum, then my personal. Yeah, it's like a repetitive process that never stops. So yeah. we need some help essentially. So we're going to be hiring. We've already we've already worked with three videographers for the last six months, like just outsourcing projects. Mm. Um, but now we need some literally full-time people with us because we're we can't get stuff done fast enough essentially so we're we're growing and we need more people which is a good thing i guess but looking forward into 21 we're trying to bring more people in to help with time management really that's the next thing that's everything yeah because it allows you free space and it allows you to think you can't think about new ideas when you're thinking about this and that and the clothes exactly you know you have to think about new ideas that's what's gotten you to this place yeah there's a cool quote i forget who said it but it's like it's hard to grow a business when you're in the business you have to like be working on the business to grow the business instead of be in the business. But I don't know who said that or where, but I, kinda, I think it's true. You have to be, to grow it, I have to be kind of outside of it, not in the day-to-day as much like the micro problems, but trying to figure out like what's the next partnership, what's the next rum soda thing, what, what's the next thing for us to do um, to keep the wave rolling or else people get kind of like, oh, I've seen that, I've tried yeah. that, I've had that. Yeah. So we have to, it's always what's next, what's next, what's next. So. I, I like the, the biking apparel things you did with rickman and you yeah, guys yeah. Did the photo shoot there like that was cool like the, the bright uh yeah the jumper reflective the stuff. reflective like that it's cool you. and it's you know you're, you're kind of moving shiftly into the athletic side of things trying, you trying, know yeah. it's like it, that's cool like that's what i'm talking about the fly in the in the window you know yeah. it's you're trying it you're trying it yep if it works it works let's go like i love the hats the hats are thank great you, thank you. like the biking stuff uh, you know every time i'm up here on herring cove road there's bikers all the time it's popular in yep. nova scotia Definitely. Why not? We have a very active community in, so in active. the East Coast. So we've really seen our customer is that young family that it's, uh, has a minivan that has two kids with two bags of hockey gear, bike rack on the back, and they, they buy hoodies for their kids for Christmas. That's our customer. Uh, or it's yeah. the guy that's going to university in, in Ontario that wants to wear an East Coast hat to school to identify with Atlanta, Canada. Yeah. So we have a few customers that we're finding, um, okay, we need to have this product for this guy. This is the hockey player product, the biker product. I'm um, wearing the athletic quarter zip. It's more like a Lululemon vibe, polyester, lightweight, very stretchy. I feel it. Yeah. I gave you one of them today too. Yeah. But it's all, all polyester, so it's going to it's gonna moisture wick. It's going to take all their sweat off. Yeah. So we're trying to give, like, people a take on our Lululemon, our, our kind of vibes like that. But we're in our own lane. We're not going to produce a Canada Goose jacket. We're not going to produce. But I thought you said you guys were just producing jackets. We are producing jackets, but we're not going to try to go and, like, rival Canada Goose or, like, go at North Face, stuff like that. We're still going to stay in our humble lane of East Coast lifestyle, okay. cozy gear, but we're going to offer some athletic and some more higher-end material stuff. But we're, we're not going to go into, like, the Canada Goose down stuff. I see what you're saying. In that lane. $1,000 jacket yeah, type thing. We don't feel like our customer is, like, the $1,000 jacket customer. We feel like our customer is, like, the $70 hoodie guy, and, like, they want to see some new materials from us, like the quarter zips and polyester and the athletic gear yeah, and uh, chips and rum and stuff like that. But we feel like we don't have, like, the $1,000, $2,000 jacket customers in Nova Scotia, per se. Mm. So we're trying to get our – we're trying to narrow our audience down to find out what where are we best fit. Hmm. And we're best fit probably in like that Nike hoodie price point instead hmm. of like that Louis Vuitton or Canada Goose or anything pristine like that because our 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 customers are East Coasters and they don't they don't want to wear anything that's too crazy. Yeah, that's true. You did you, like when you started, you know, making making a higher quality product, and you know it's a little bit more expensive. That's a risk. It's a super. You know, risk it's risk management. It's, if if have anyone's seen the movie Pursuit of Happiness, you don't want to be Will Smith with all those machines in the corner. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. And that's what I've always thought about is like I don't want to be that. I don't want to have all this inventory and no cash. 
because cash is king. So if I can move product quickly, bring more product in, move it out, move it in, move it out, move it in, that's the goal. Yeah. When things are sitting on the shelf, they have to be discounted and liquidated to get them out. Yeah. So we're learning like, okay, if we put our anchor logo on stuff, it doesn't sit on the shelf, it flies off the shelf. So that's why you're seeing more of this, less of the East or just like stuff that doesn't really have really? a logo. Yeah, it just doesn't sell. Just like if it just says East Coast Lifestyle in plain letters, it doesn't. They want the anchor. Really? Yep. So we're putting the anchor on everything because that's what the demand is for. If we have the anchor logo, it doesn't sit on the shelf for long at all. Usually it's gone. But anything that's like more like a lobster yeah. or that kind of stuff, yeah. it sits around longer. So we just started to tone that down, focus on increasing the materials, keep the logo good, increase the material, and hope people go for the better quality with the same logo. So, you know, how long does it take for you to figure all this out? Like, is that years. one of your weekly? It's, all, it's years. It's is trial it? and error every day because it's like new hats that say East. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. New hats, dry fit, boom, they're flying. These, yeah, they're yeah, unreal. Yeah, a lot of NHL players have those now. We sent them to all the influencers like Drake Batherson. Um, they fit tons, so Tons well. of players. But, yeah, they're, it's a nice fitting hat overall. It's, it's modeled off of like a Nike workout dry fit hat in our own sense, and it's fully reflective. So in the dark, that's going to bounce like crazy. It's got all the reflective uh, material in there and the holes in the side for the air and the water to get through for sweat and stuff. So, But, yeah, overall, it's just like every season we try to do like nothing too crazy, like maybe six new products, mm. and then if if they work well, we bring it back. And if it didn't do well, you'll never see it again. But if it worked well, they'll be. We're gonna bring in that athletic quarter zip in black, blue, gray, maroon. Oh, are you? Cool. Yeah, it sold out from Black Friday, so we we didn't know how it would go. We put them online, 300 units. There's like three left. Man. So we don't know how things would go. It took us six months to develop that product overseas to do it customize. It's got an anchor on the embroidered wrist there. It's lightweight, so like we can't make this stuff locally. It would take us. It would take a hundred bucks to make one unit. Mm. So to make it cost effective. To make it to the customer for seventy-two dollars on the shelf, we got to get it done for like thirty, thirty-five, forty dollars. Do you get these done in Europe, or these are done? These here? are done in China, to be honest. Wow. Over, and they have the best quality control there, per se, in terms of each unit, no air, none. Really? Yeah. Is, we, it, is it tough to find a supplier over there? It's tough. We've been using the same suppliers pretty much since day one, via Toronto, Montreal, and Dartmouth. So we use three middlemen, essentially, to make all of our projects happen so that we're not out on the projects. So, excuse me, in 2013, we did a deal direct from me to overseas for a big deal. And because you're, there's no middleman, it's just you and the factory in communication. Awesome. So if you get burned, nothing. They don't, they don't give you anything back. Mm. So you have to learn your lessons pretty hard. So then now I realize that there's middlemen in Toronto and Montreal and in Dartmouth that we can work with that will help us communicate with the factories, whether it's Mandarin or whatever whatever language it might be, mm. Spanish it might be, um, and they're able to take all the risk. So we're saying if we want a 1,000 of these all exactly like this and they're not like this, that's on the middleman, not on us. So we're guaranteed quality control through the middleman. I see what you're saying. So yes, you pay a little more premium because someone's taking a middleman cut, but your risk goes way down because you're now having someone else get a quality control level on it before. So we learned a couple of hard lessons from going direct to source and saying it's not worth it. I'm 22 years old, 21, 23 at the time. I don't know how to communicate to these factories overseas that I've never seen or been to. Mm -hmm. um, so 
ultimately we were only doing that stuff for our jackets and our programs that are really expensive gear, like our waterproof jackets and stuff. All of our t-shirts and fleece is going through Halifax or Toronto, so it's not too complicated. But it was only for those jackets or like if we're trying to produce socks or stuff in heavy volume, that's yeah. like the spandex and stuff. So uh, we really just came back to the basics. Now we're pretty much making all of our shirts in Dartmouth and all of our hats in Montreal. So we're, we're making it simple again. But you got to try different things, see what works for you. And, and written right now, like we're every day is kind of a, a juggle of like what's working and what's not working again and, and cutting out the weak stuff and the bad stuff. So yeah, it's wicked. Thank you. I'm just trying to take it all in. I'm just like, I should be writing notes. Oh no, it's great. It's just that's and like the, the late, yeah. The latest thing has just been like trying to to keep people on their toes and like to try to in, increase like the awareness of stuff. So the chips, um, just partnered with Cover Bridge to try to get the chips out there. Um, and they're a small company out of New Brunswick. They've been making chips for 11 years. They they don't know really much about social media, but they know everything about distribution and sales and like how to get products on the shelves and stuff. So our, that product came to life recently, and that's where most of our energy is going from now until Christmas. Now is the chips. Crazy man. Yeah. Is there any guy out there, or girl out there that you've learned from, like mentor? Tons of people that I take a lot of like tips or energy from, or like. I look to, but I find uh, Gary Vee is a great person to look up to. That was a sick The Rock is my favorite all-time person to look at on social media for, like, inspiration, motivation. Like, the guy has a Terramana tequila company. That's something that I really look up to a lot because he's, like, just killing it. He's, like, the number one tequila company across the States. (laughs) The Rock does? Yeah. I didn't know that. Do you know that? And he has the number one Under Armour line called Project Rock. So he has, like, a clothing brand. He's the number one paid actor in the world, like every year recently, and he has a, a liquor company. So that's my biggest like role model guy. I'd say like that number one. But then I take like tips from all sorts of people that I'm like, damn, that's sick. That's sick. That's sick. I'm gonna try to like create a remix of it all here. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Yeah, it's crazy. Like inspiration from other people is the motivation towards yourself for sure. You know, like I, when you first start out when you're young, you're you know when I first started the podcast, I wanted to be like Joe Rogan. Well, I still want to be like Joe Rogan. Who doesn't? You know, and you start looking at, you know, I remember a guy like Casey Neistat. That's why I bought my first camera. You, you look at uh, Barstool Sports. They have great ideas. Oh, yeah. You know, at the very time, you have to look at other people to say, okay, that's great what they're doing. Now, how can I remix it, like you just said, into your own product? Yeah. That's where inspiration comes from. Yeah, like look at Biz and, and the Spitting Chicklets and like so the, whole, the whole Pink Whitney thing is insane. Yeah. How much volume they've sold. I don't know how many millions of bottles now, but... I know it's over like a couple million now. Is it? Yeah. It's insane. And all off a podcast started, right? Because I think that's where he got most of his, his snowball rolling, wasn't it? Was yeah, from, absolutely. Yeah. So well, Biz was from Twitter back in the day when he was in Arizona, but his popularity grew 20 times with the podcast. Yeah. And then Wit with the drink. Yeah. And then Dave Portnoy's just rolling in it from Crazy. all that. You and know, it's, it's insane. Rogan got his podcast bought by Spotify, right? He did, yes. First time ever? First podcast ever bought, I think. By Spotify, I think it was. Spotify bought a couple. I'm not sure wow. who else, but uh, first one was Joe. Keep grinding. You're, well, that's the thing. The you, you, you look at the you look at the um, the common factor between guys like that. Even with yourself, when did you start the company? 2013. 2013. It's like, what's the common factor of of guys like you? You know, Joe Rogan, uh, uh, Dave Portnoy. It's just time. You know, you start. You, if you put time into something and you don't give up, you can turn something into an empire yeah you really just can't quit never stop yeah like 
that you're almost on your 300th episode, correct? Yeah. Yeah, congratulations. Just Appreciate like, that. Never stop. Keep Thank it going. You. And like Gary Vee said once, like it doesn't matter how many people are watching, just keep doing it, and every day yeah. it will keep growing. And so yeah, I, I, I strongly believe that if you just keep doing what you're happy and passionate about, it will success will come later as like a, a factor in what you're doing. But it's really just about putting in the work every day. Yeah, and being happy with it. You yep. know, put the work in and be happy, and I think you're you're going to be fine. It doesn't matter how much money I make today, tomorrow, or next year. I wake up every day. I don't have a boss. You don't yep. have a boss. No one's barking at you. Yep. You get to live freely. I remember I played beer hockey, I think. It was maybe two years ago, maybe three years ago, back when I started this. Yeah. And I remember it was on a Sunday night, and there was a couple guys in the room going, oh, I don't want to go to work Monday. It's going to suck. And I just remember thinking, I never, ever, ever, ever want that to be me, thinking yep. i got to wake up and do something I don't want to do because I had to do it from grade primary to university. I wasn't a school guy. I hated waking up Monday to go to school and I was, I'm never going to do that for the rest of my life. And that's kind of the motivation for me is to be able to wake up, do something I love and be happy. It doesn't really matter about money. I'm just, I'm happy to sit here and talk to you and, and learn from what you're doing and, whoever else comes on the podcast it's just really cool talking to people it's great producing mic'd up videos definitely i remember when i was a kid i wanted to be mic'd up so that's why i started it so all these other kids are mic'd up that's awesome you know you just do things that you wanted when you were growing up you know when i was younger when i watched joe rogan i want to fuck i want to do that you know i'm walking the crosby mckinnon mic'd up i want to do that with other people definitely you just do things you love definitely you know you're passionate you're gonna be fine yeah i don't know why i'm preaching to you you know you should preach to me but no it's it's, it's It's good points just be happy. Do what you want. It's true. Yeah, a lot of people just go through and they're unhappy and praying for the weekend, praying for Friday. Ugh. But it's 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 it shouldn't be like that. You should be happy with Monday to Friday and what you're doing. But yeah, if if you're not, then I, I the one thing I try to like pitch to the youth is like do something in your spare time that you love, and then see if that starts to take over your full time job. Because everyone's like, oh, I'm not happy with my full time job. But well, you can't. It's not going to change no. like that. You got to do something in your part time a little bit every day, and then all of a sudden, oh shit, now it's your full time job. Because yeah. a little bit every, every now and then goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. And those like those little rewards you said when you know you're 21 years old, and it's the addicting factor of sticking around and keep pursuing East Coast lifestyle. It's those little little goals that just keep you addicted and keep yeah. you sticking around, keep yeah. you coming, keep you coming back. It's yeah. those little things. Yeah, you'd really have to find something that you're happy about and then when you get those little little moments, celebrate them and create more of them yeah. and, and be happy with them because you don't get that many opportunities and you have to really appreciate the every little the Ed Sheeran moments or uh, you know big podcasts that go big for you like those little moments are big and should be celebrated too because they're the milestones that you can look back on to remember like where you came from like a stepping stone too i always find so i always try to like take a minute to look back and be like where was i last year or like five years ago what was my goal and then i'm like okay keep going what's the next five years gonna entail and what's my five-year plan for the next goal so it's always about like trying to think downstream but also have like these short-term goals too i find So that you can cross off your like daily to-do list, but then you have like your annual big to-do list that you're like, by next year I want to do this or yeah. like this. So I find it's important to have short goals and long long-term goals too. Yeah, I never looked at it from that perspective. My goals are always long-term. I never have short-term goals. Maybe I should. I think it's important to have the micro ones. Yeah. Even just like by Friday, I'm gonna lock in my three podcasts for the next month or something. Okay. And then I just find like mentally you can get it off your list and then the long-term goals are more like you're not going to check them off as often but when you do check it off you're going to have a drink or celebrate because yeah. it's big big to do okay. so i find it's it helps just kind of like 
keep you motivated to have the micro to-do list to say like, oh, I got that done, got it done, got it done, got it done, feel accomplished at five o'clock. Now I can put my feet up. Okay. I'll try that. Yeah. What's a micro goal we can have today, Mark? What should we, what should we get done by the end of the day? Uh, well, you said you had that mic'd up video last night in Truro. Somehow you're able to do that. Well, I got to edit that after this. <laughs> That's a micro get this goal. Going as well. All right. Yeah. Well, micro. We'll get a little mic'd up video done. Yeah. And, a, and an Instagram post. And an know? Instagram post. Like, well, that, that video will be an Instagram post. Oh, there post. you go. Some Good girl right. messaged me this morning on Instagram. and How much time do you have? Unlimited. You man. sure? Oh, yeah. We're good. Some girl messaged me on uh, Instagram this morning. She goes to a school in Sackville. And she was like, did you interview a guy named Big Meech? You know what Meech is? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, like that was like five years ago. And she yeah. goes, well, we're learning, we're watching it in school on like how to interview people. And she sent me wow. a photo. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah, you never know where you're going to be in curriculum, I guess, now. Yeah. Especially with YouTube or podcasts, yeah. right? I'd love to be able to go to a school one day and just like talk to kids mm. about oh, I think that'd be just great. life. Look, yeah, they're watching me in wow, class. Man, that's awesome. It's huge. Right in the sne- uh, sneakers. Area. Yeah, right. So, uh, what's it called? Yeah. Sold out sneakers? It's sold out on And where did you say Road. that interview took place at? Or That was in the shop. And that was for YouTube or somebody? or Yeah, it was just like a, I had a talk show called The Locals. That's awesome. Oh, okay. And five, five years ago, and they just brought it up. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Now, you're a great interview, man. I've, I've watched a lot of your episodes. You're great at questions and getting people talking. It's awesome. That's Keep it's doing fun. it. Yeah, keep doing it. Yeah, keep it. it up. Keep it up. How did you find when you like? I, I, there must have been a point that when you interviewed kids to to come work for you. Yeah. Did you like I, it? I I struggle with it honestly. Yeah. Really? I get nervous sometimes about like just speaking, um, stuff like that. So in the interview process, Taylor does all that stuff. So she'll lead the charge and she'll I'll just sit there. You're a great speaker, man. <laughs> I haven't You're... been. Uh, I've only been on a few podcasts. This is probably three or four for me to be honest how's this one going so far oh it's excellent it's yeah. not bad you guys have a great setup in here nice studio it's awesome it's comfy oh yeah it's, it's great, great when hockey or sports are going we'll just sit down here yeah, we'll get the the boys going we'll just come over we'll watch something i'll have to keep some rum sodas over here absolutely the fridge it's crazy how i remember like when i was younger like trying to study in my room or something like that i couldn't do it but yeah. for some reason i feel like this is an office it's yep. crazy how much work i'm able to get and you notice there's no windows yeah it's a creative space nice. you know it, it, i find i'm able to get a lot more done when i'm in a room that doesn't have many distractions yeah it's true like when i studied at the library in school I couldn't study on your phone or I was laptop. All, just looking, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like lots I just, of distractions. lots of distractions. <laughs> yeah. But I find when I'm just in a place where I can put my head down, go on my laptop, reply to 10 emails. Yep. It's like, all right, let's go. Let's get some work done. It, it, sure. it matters. Do you find you're more productive in like in your own space, smaller space? Yeah. And by yourself than working with other people or how does it, how do you work best? Uh, unfortunately by myself, I yep. do need to get better with working with other people. It comes yep. back to the whole ideas thing. I, I feel like a lot of people have ideas, but yep. in order for ideas to come through with this comp- company, you know, I have to implement them. I have to film, like maybe I'll do a little bit of editing. Yep. So it's, I love working by myself. I love reaching out to sponsors. I love reaching out to, to podcast guests, but at the end of the day, I know like what you just said, you have to get better with working with other people if you want to build a company. So that's one thing I'm trying to uh, to get a little bit better at. But to answer your question, I, I do enjoy working by myself. Like Mark's our first full-time employee. Like him and I have had our, our times where we go head to head. But at the end of the day, he knows I care about him. And I know, you know, you want to do well in this company and I want you to do well in this company. But 
but yeah, it's it's one thing that I'm working on for sure. Try to awesome. get better with other people. And you got dudes with you as well. Got dudes with me as well. He's working at the brick right now, so I can't, I can't yeah. afford him full time. But yeah. part time, he's here, so the brick's up in Bears Lake, so he'll just come here after work and we'll Is we'll he, crunch something out. Will he be mic'd up anytime coming up? Any new episodes going or? What? We'll try to man. He's a he's coaching a Pee Wee Triple A team out nice. in East Hans. Oh wow! So his kids are hilarious, man. I Those bet. East Hans kids, like they just <laughs> they learn it from their parents. Oh, They're just yeah. comedians. <laughs> oh yeah. So like we've had a couple Some of wise kids, words. Oh, we've had a couple kids on his team that have done it like a tiktok video millions and millions of Jeez, views wow. so i was like yeah hey, dudes take a back them. seat yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so it's it's cool like that they're the next generation they know all about tiktok and what's what's going on there it's crazy to see like that algorithm is nuts you can have 500 followers and reach 5 million people where instagram is just not possible yes so yeah i think tiktok's great for people that have like videos are fun and energetic stuff that's the platform to to do that's awesome that you're on there giving her we've noticed that the so the younger generate like the let's say adam maybe peewee so how old is that 11 10 11 12 so the when we film those kids videos spike up but uh, if we film a guy in junior or midget it's around fifty thousand. like which is really? great yeah but those like peewee adam kids boom half a million wow. million wow so i wonder it's, if it's they're like it's more of their age group yeah think? that's what it they is want to see more of their their promotion it, that, more that's, age promoted eh? that's what it is it's wow. that young generation there that just loves those quick little videos that are and like one thing we also learned was we used to do mic'd up videos and there was a lot of dead air okay so like we, we'd mic someone up and there'd be like he let's say a hockey player would be like hey how you doing today and it would take three seconds for the guy to reply so what we did is we got rid of those three seconds and we just the reply would be right there quickly so whenever nice. you watch a tiktok video it's boom 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 yeah. talking 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 smart. talking really smart and we noticed like the views went up from there yeah so it's, it's just it's crazy the attention span of the youth eh? oh it's, it's like one second of that air gone spike. Gone. yeah it's crazy you gotta be quick cool. but that it comes back <laughs> to just learning it's like you learned about your your quality control it's like i'm learning about this you gotta it's learn crazy. you gotta pay attention first four seconds it's key. Yeah, first four seconds. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, if you put a drone shot in there, it's, like, boring, swipe, gone. <laughs> it's, like, it's – and you think it's cool. Like, it might look, like, cool to you, but they don't care. Yeah. It's it, it's, it's hard to find what works. You gotta, you really got to double down on those, like, the Adam Kid videos because that's going to pop off for you and get millions of views probably. Yeah, that's exactly. Awesome. So, yesterday, like, last night, I'm out in Churro till midnight. I come home. I'm editing till like, 1. <laughs> I'm still not done. And then you wake up and you got to do this. But mm-hmm. – that's what I love. That's the grind. grind. That's that. That's the part where you're like, yes, I don't have. I'm, I celebrate when I'm here at one o'clock and going. I don't have a job. I do this. Yeah. Like you know, that's when you celebrate it. For sure. You yeah, know, you're enjoying it. No, you might enjoying God, the moment. Dude. Yeah. Like, you sure you got time? Hundred percent. Like I'm not boring you. No, no, you're good. Okay. It's a great chat. Okay. Great chat. Um, oh man, like I remember back in high school and, and university, and you're like. I remember looking at you back in the day. I'm like, man, East Coast Lifestyle, it's a great name. Like, look at it grow. Not that I was jealous, but, like, you look at a guy like you and you look at the company you build and you're like, it's possible for a guy like that to do something spectacular. And you looked at how busy you were and you looked at how accomplished you were. And you think about it. Back in the day, I didn't have the mindset of going, I could do that. It was like, eh, maybe I'll do it one day. I'm not saying I'm anywhere on that level, but you you look at what you've been able to accomplish. And like I said, it gives you motivation to be able to just try something around here and something might happen. Mm-hmm. So that's a great example too for Crosby and McKinnon. It's like two best players in the world right from our backyard. It's like, yeah. why can't the kids from around here do that? Yeah. It's, it's, so it's motivation true. from guys like you to be able to go to a position you're in just from Thanks, man. the South that. End. Appreciate that. Yeah. I think it's awesome to see all the different. Uh, there's a lot of new clothing brands that have popped up that so are many. local. I think it's awesome to see. 
I love to see other logos that are in a circle with an anchor in the middle, obviously, but like something that's different. Um, but I, I think it's awesome to, to see like all the different entrepreneurial companies that are popping up, doing their own thing and, and creating many jobs, especially all the different alcohol brands such as Coldstream, Blue Lobster, um, you know, all the other great ones that are around the area, like Tadamagush, like all these, they're yeah. creating tons of jobs in these areas that didn't have big jobs before. So I'm telling awesome. you, man, you started a spark. Um, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm telling you right now, you started a spark. You did. I, uh, that's really nice of you to say. I've never been told that, but like in 2013, it was a, a time where it was kind of like, there was a lot of opportunity available if you wanted to take risks. And I felt like the clothing, the clothing opportunity we was, we took because people were wearing like those tourism Halifax and Nova Scotia hoodies, like all over the place. Yeah. Um, and no one was doing like quality or like anything cool for our province or anything like provincial themed, like Nova Scotia flags or Nova Scotia, anything like yeah. uh, it was just kind of just like just at Halifax, and and so I wanted to create like a cool factor on East Coast's apparel, yeah. and then I feel like it, and then more other niches and stuff started to pop open, but I think excuse me, in 2013, a lot of different brands did did their own thing. It was just a great entrepreneurial like uh, time across the land of Canada, and in 2020, it's it's cool to see. It's like it's very saturated. Like you go to the liquor store keys fell now <laughs> jesus you gotta get deeper pockets yeah, in there <laughs> all good it's all good and uh but like if you go to the liquor store now and you walk into the cold beer section you'll you'll see 30 to 40 products that are all local to nova scotia or the east coast that are all startups that are from around here so it's pretty cool to see the energy in the, the craft beer industry apparel industry the podcast industry like everywhere everyone's everyone's trying to create waves and opportunities and i think it's awesome so I don't know if we – I wouldn't give us the credit for the spark. I just think that we got in the wave at a great time, and I don't think it would be possible to do this in 2020. It's just so saturated now. Like, uh, we, we really built brand equity up for seven years. People are like, how many years have you been doing this? Like, 15 years, three years? Like, no one really knows anymore. It's just kind of like we've just been around for yeah. a couple of years. So You guys have done a great job of cementing yourself within the community. Thank you. It's like you're just like kind of in there. It's cool to see like people popping out the booms with baby onesies on. They're like growing up with the brand for their first photos of their lives, and then they're like ten years old or like seven years old now, and they're like holding the onesies up now. Like when they're, yeah. it's just like whoa, like that's weird to think about. Like, yeah, that people grew up with their clothes and stuff. Yeah, thinking back on it as like a kid, it's like you got your like your pi- roots picture with your, or something. Like yeah. back in the day, would be yeah, I know what yeah, you mean. It's weird to think about, but yeah. I thought the airport thing was a good move. Like that little, the, yeah, the actually, hut in the airport, like that kind of. We had to shut it down, honestly, oh, no. just, just last week. Why? So we had to drive out there and collect our stuff just because uh, they were making us pay $500 a month to just have a sticker with our name on it because we weren't allowed to have it open. Where was the sticker? Just like on a closed booth, just said like East Coast Life. So like, it's pretty much like you get your reserve table sign on it. Yeah. And then when COVID's over in a year, you can open it up again. Uh, so we were going to pay like a couple grand to do that so we just said close it up we can't really afford to put a reserve sign up for that long because not a lot of people are at the airport anyways right now and then we didn't want to have to do that to our staff like you imagine someone getting off a flight from florida and then they want to buy east coast yeah how do i interact with the person they got to touch ipads so we just said let's just shut her down call it a day at the airport and then maybe in a year or two we can revisit the airport but yeah we're just it's just not worth the risk at the moment. I remember a couple of years seeing it. It's like, oh, it's a great move. People just coming in from Halifax. You, you think of East Coast lifestyle because it's right there as soon as you get off the plane. Thank you. That that was an amazing opportunity. That performed our flagship store for a year or two. Did just, it? Yeah, because it was stocked with like tank tops. 
and like baseball hats. Because they're going down south. You got it. Yeah. And it was like a strategic thing where we wouldn't have sweatpants there or we wouldn't have, we had a lot of onesies there. So a lot of people are like, oh shit, I forgot to get my uncle Smart. baby onesie. Yeah. So it's those last second. I got three hours in the airport. What am I going to do? I'm going to go for a walk, yeah. get a beer and maybe shop a little bit. So, what time did the booth open? Because I know those down oh, south flights. 5 a.m. Yeah. I was going to say those down south flights are open or they go early. The hardest part of the airport was to find staff that would be willing to be in there open for 5 a.m. And then they're closing at like 10 or 11 p.m. So the shifts are very early and late. So you get people that live in Enfield to operate yeah. out there at the airport. But, again, we're closed down. But we did that for three years. It was awesome. But, yeah, yeah hope to great. get open there again. It's a great business business move for anyone that's trying to increase their awareness is yeah. airports. Airports. Okay. Yeah. Good to yeah. know. Yep. Yeah. A lot of eyes in there. A lot of in and out, like people are just looking at stuff. They're shopping. They're time to kill. Time to kill, and there's you're getting a lot of in and out travelers. So you're gonna get impressions on two provinces probably of people because yeah. they're they're traveling from one place to the other, and you're getting impressions on their where, before and after they travel. So it's kind of like they're they they see East Coast and they they bring that impression home and they talk yeah. about it when they get home. Like I saw East Coast in the airport. Or then they maybe go online when they get home because they saw it there, yeah. downstream sale later. Yeah. So the more awareness, the more you can create energy and noise, and then hopefully people might buy a hoodie later. So it's all it's all an end goal of like creating brand awareness and brand yeah. uh, growth and trying to get this brand as big as we can so that people are wearing East Coast all over the world proudly and we can keep hiring more people and stay local and keep growing the brand. Well, man, you were on a WestJet flight once, like in a magazine. And I took a flight out to L.A. And that plane was in L.A. with the magazine of your picture on it. We did so, that. You know, we you do know, a ton of press. So they reached out. And anyone that reaches out that's like, hey, do you want to do an interview? That's what I, I drop everything. This is my full energy. Um, I would, that WestJet said, we want to do a, a story with you. That's awesome. What do, what do you guys want to do? We want to just put you in the that's magazine. That's free. Yep, free. Put it on the plane. We've done that with Costco. Costco did it as well where they drop in everyone's mailbox, which was our biggest sale day. Uh, organic day ever so costco just says local canadian businesses put this in everyone's mailbox across the country boom you're getting hundreds of thousands of website hits that oh, day so there's little marketing things that you can do like in the mailbox marketing's huge uh email marketing is where we make the most amount of our sales from really? email, email marketing because we have about 130,000 emails so for seven years of go to our website enter your email for tracking information you have to so you're getting email data, and then you use the email data to market. So It's a great tip. Write that down. Yeah. Okay. That's, I don't talk about that one very often either, but email marketing is something people sleep on a lot, and that's where you're, you don't have to drive sales through email marketing. It's awareness. So I got a podcast coming up with X next week. Tune in on X day. It's awareness. So they, you're building uh, more viewerships, more awareness, more loyalty and communication lines with your people, essentially. So we have about... 130,000 emailers that get VIP product codes for stuff and they get stuff early when we release stuff. So they're like our VIPs. And then social media is our mass audience that we target everything to, but the email is like our special people. Mm. So we try to treat them a little with a little extra support, get them five extra percent off for our deals and stuff like that too. That's really cool. You guys do a good job with the contest too. Follow, Thanks, share, more tags, friends. Like yeah, we use, I, I remember I copied you. I looked at one of your posts and then we did it for a, Okay, if you if you or one of your friends wants to be mic'd up, uh, tag a friend. More tags yep. equals more entries. Yep. 
whatever, share this post. And I forget what the third one was, but from yep. that post, I think we got a thousand more followers. Yep. Now like, it's, Holy smokes. It's the most organic way to grow. Like people can go throw a $500 ad on a post, right? And you're spending $500 to get what? 10,000 more eyes on it. Or you can give a tag a friend to get, uh, you know, a hoodie. Yeah. It's a $20 hoodie, $30 hoodie. Yeah. You're going to get a thousand to 10,000 comments. It's $20, $30 for that. Do you want to spend $500 on ads or do you want to spend $30 on your own product to get it out there? Yeah. So I just started thinking about that and I was like, if we're giving away a hoodie, everyone's sharing to win a product. That looks good. Yeah. Then they win a hoodie. So they're going to wear the hoodie. Then they're going to talk about it proudly because they won something. Mm -hmm. And we didn't spend any money to advertise. So it's like a huge win to do giveaways, but you can't overdo the giveaways. It's like a balance. I've noticed that it's, it's almost too much if you do it. Like every day kind of thing. So yeah. people do it every day and then they're, everything goes way down because mm-hmm. everyone's like, the audience is overexhausted. You've exhausted the, the so viewers. So you wait a bit. Yeah, you have to kind of like measure your audience. So we're on like a once a month, once every two months giveaway. Okay. Because okay. I find the audience will, if I post for a month of no giveaway and then yeah. I do it, it's boom. It'll explode with comments and tags. But if it's like every week, it's like, eh, it's down here. But if it's no contest and then a contest, it's huge, right? So, so it's all. So how do you, I don't know what you, did you just say, how do you feel about a contest that's sponsored? Is, did you agree? Great. Say yes or no to that. I did think you, it's great to work with other businesses to do their own contests. For me, I'm just doing chips, rum, and clothes right now just to get the awareness of those three brands out there. Okay. But for example, like if you wanted to work with rum and Gatorade and King of Donaire and like a sponsored package from all of these guys, mm-hmm. that's awesome because there's no competitive you can't do this with us, like, you know, but like for me, I'm trying to create awareness with rum, chips, and clothes. So I'm doing contests with those three to get cross promotions on those three accounts. Okay. Okay. I so see what you're saying. East Coasters are seeing the rum and the chips. Smart. And then the chip people are seeing the rum for the first time or East Coast Life stuff for the first time. So it's like a trade off the other accounts. But then to trade off with like someone like, uh, you know, like Vancouver Canucks, if you did like a collab with them and you did like a paid sponsorship with them, you'd gain a ton of followers from their account because they would know about High Button Sports from Nova Scotia, and then you'd, you'd cross promote. So then they would gain a ton of followers from High Button Sports on the Vancouver Canucks. So you pay, so I would pay Vancouver, and then they would promote my stuff. Yep. And like what we do, I'd do like a, like a High Button Sports t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Slash Vancouver Canucks type exactly. thing. If you interviewed one of their players, for example, on the yeah. Canucks, you'd say like, I just interviewed your player. He just talked everything about like what training camp's like, what's his diet like, what's he training like during COVID. Yeah. Um, we're going to give away, um, you know, like a High Button Sports gift card and a clothing package from East Coast or something like that. And can you guys like promote it or share it on your story or something like that. Okay. That's going to gain a ton of more traction because they're going to share it. And then your viewer viewers views will go up and your followers will go up. Um, they're probably, they might not want to share it for free. So they might be like, if you pay us a thousand bucks, we'll, we'll do it. And then you can do a paid promotion with them on your own feed. Yeah. Potentially if you get it lined up, we've never done that through East coast. Okay. But as an influencer, I will do like Doritos, paid ads or Doritos will pay me to post about Doritos not anymore because I have chips but like in the past <laughs> yeah. or like American Express or other brands like Apple or even eggs like just like working with one-off companies to do deals okay to again promote their stuff and then they usually advertise and throw cash on it to increase the awareness it's kind of complicated but no I get it. I'm following yeah. you essentially like if I put a post up with my latest one was making eggs in the kitchen. So mm-hmm. all the farmers would say, we're all going to pay 500 bucks, and then everybody is going to get cool videos of people making eggs. 
Say that again, sorry. So, like... You're going to make a video about making eggs. So They're going to post it. First of all, like, all the farmers in the country that would produce eggs for the grocery stores would get together, and they'd get the opportunity to pitch in to pay to then get a bunch of content about people paying egg, people making and eating eggs. Yeah. And so they would pitch in, and then people like myself would then go make omelets and stuff, and then people in turn hopefully want to go buy eggs. So it's like hopefully making eggs cool. So they paid like tons of people um, to go and make egg content, and then they then put ad, ad money on the video to then But increase. your account is tagged on yes. those. Yes, so I don't pay anything. They're paying me to promote eggs. Yeah. And then they might put a $1,000 budget on my video yeah. to increase the impressions on it by like 100,000 views. Yeah. But I don't do anything about that. They get the permission to go in my back end to advertise to like Canadians. So there's all sorts of like partnerships you can work out with different organizations and stuff. But for me, it's it's about like which brands are in line with my like my core values, mm-hmm. like who do I want to work with, and then how can I create a long time contract with them to do it for not just a one off post, but like a year. year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's a great thing to work on is partnerships. Like even with the Mooseheads, where it's like a paid partnership with the Mooseheads with you. You're interviewing the top three players. You're gonna give them a giveaway. You're gonna mic them up. They're gonna do a contest to like win a day with the Mooseheads or something like that. Boom, huge. Just like kind of working with the local, the biggest local people you can using your platform and their platform. Both of you guys sharing it. Follower, followers go through the roof. Boom. All right. It's a lot of micro goals, a lot of things to work on this week. Yeah. You could even just be like micro goal number one, reach out to the Halifax Thunderbirds, mic up Cody Jameson when he's back in town or like call him up on the phone. What's up, Cody? Like he's the yeah. captain of the team. He just got re-signed. Are you coming? What are, you, what are your thoughts when you come back to town on the league? Like he'd have a ton, and then they would share that whole. Oops, sorry. sorry. They would share that whole interview probably. Yeah. And then you could do like a paid partnership with them in a sense, maybe to give away like a Thunderbird signed jersey or like a. But like, who's paying you or them? Uh, you know what I mean. Until the, until your followers grow to like thirty to fifty to hundred k, you might not get cash, but you grow your leverage of followers. Okay. You build up your following, and then when you get to 50K, you're getting paid to promote anything because you have 50,000 people that are loyally following your podcast yeah, and your Instagram account. So it's about building up the equity of, like, your your content, and then you're, like, per video, we get paid X to promote your business. Or, like, to come in and interview you, it'll be, like, X. But you just have to build it up every week, and then you're on the right path. Like, 300 podcasts, 6,000 followers. We're almost at 6,000. We have 50,000 followers on TikTok. So we use a lot of our drive on TikTok to go to Instagram, Facebook. We're at Mm 4,000. But the thing is, like, uh, we have long sleeve T-shirts coming in and hats coming in this week. So once we're going to have the online sales starting. But a lot of the, not a lot, but some of the merchandise I want to use for the contest and the retweets and things like that in order to to market it. Photo shoots. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that'd be good to do. Just get, like, two people wearing your... Your hoodies, you can come use our studio if you'd like anytime. Just Where's your know. studio? We just have one at the seaport. It's literally the size of this room. It's just black, white, gray wall. You can just. I bought, I bought like a. Mark, do you want to open it up for him? You can show him. Just put it on camera three. Yeah. I was just going to put this in the fridge. It might be cold. So get, yeah, cold when, Mar- when Mark opens up the, the curtain behind you, you're going to see our you're gonna see our rat backdrop. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> you're ready to go. Well, yeah. That's it's, awesome. That's all you need. It's perfect. If you're doing long sleeves, you just stand in front of the white screen, waist up, boom. Yeah, I guess so. I, I was going to, yeah. 
You can have them sit in the chair there. It's it's a good setup. Either Honestly, way. that's 99% of the content in the studio we do is a white backdrop. Get a light. Make the lighting nice. We've got the studio light right there. Or yeah, Mark's block. You're but, good to go. Oh, yeah, you have a huge yeah. studio light. It's awesome. You're good to go. So we'll get, like, a little photo shoot going, something like that. Yeah, it's perfect. And then you could even, like, feature that in your podcast videos every now and then, and that will, I think, boom, sell them out continuously. Boom. But, like, again, like, the repetition thing, like, just featuring – a little bit every week like product like low-key in like the repetition of podcast 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 product podcast okay podcast, okay okay just yeah. kind of throw it in i think that would really work well podcast 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 product like, for me i oversell right now like I've, I've been doing for the last two weeks it's just been black friday black friday black friday so now i'm getting back to look how nice newfoundlanders are like cape breton vibes stuff like that because i've just been saying go buy our hoodies for too long now so now you're like okay drone shots of newfoundland yeah, something like that because we did all of our online for the year is all just wrapped it up. Yesterday was Cyber Monday. It's done. So now today we're our, our sale is over. Now we're focusing on chips, rum, and just like organic East Coast vibes. So what do you mean by focusing? Like right now when you're done this podcast, are you going to go talk to your accountant and be like, all right, what are sales right now in Sackville? Like what are we doing in Sackville, Sobeys? Like well, what's what do you mean by that? We're going to focus. This, I'll go down to the warehouse, see the team, see how they're doing. Yeah. Um, but really, in a sense, it's just kind of like, focusing on the here and the now and like i can't really promote the website because people are going to be excuse me going to buy stuff that isn't going to be able to be delivered on christmas oh, so, so it's we over. stop we stop telling people to shop online okay and we market to the chips and the rum because that's what we can get here and now okay if someone in alberta orders our shirt on december 20th it's impossible to get them the shirt for christmas because the ups and canada post are so bottlenecked mm-hmm so we have to switch our efforts in a sense. Like today is my, I'm, I'm not doing any more online promoting. Now it's just moving into Newfoundland drone, stuff like that, <laughs> like you mentioned, just like showing the lifestyle and showing our home in the sense more than the products now. So it's like a, just a balance of like the feed I've been doing for the last two weeks again, all posts about buy this, buy, buy that, this, buy yeah, this, yeah, buy yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I have to go back to the lifestyle of the brand and, and show people why we're proud to be here in a sense and not as much about the products so so when you wake up this morning do you know this or do you know this a week ago i've known this for months for years okay. i've known this yeah like you, you learned this lesson like years ago like how to do that every year we know for black friday we're going to start our sale on this day and it's going to go to this day so it's like in january we know because this is our biggest time of the year like we have to prepare our website with this much units and all this stuff to know that on november 1st no other wholesaler can touch our inventory like our different stores that carry the brand, this is our website inventory. Mm-hmm. It's locked. It's, it's no, you can't get it. Okay. So then on November 1st, we're prepared for November. This year, the 20th, we hit people on Monday until Monday. We did seven days, and it was our by far our biggest sales ever for the brand. In Congrats. Thank you. Um, but again, like we focused the whole year on just this one week, and now it's over. It's so now, it paid off. It paid off. Uh, everyone's swamped. We've never had more orders in the warehouse ever so there's more hands in there on deck just packing getting everything ready so shout out to the team there it's working there right now um but again like now we have to switch our whole marketing into now it's more about lifestyle or like the chips are available at sobeys if you want to get them for the holidays stuff like that but can you market the chips with a drone shot of newfoundland no you're right so it would have to balance so i'd be like today it's going to be newfoundland maybe just like a nice photo of signal hill and then the next day i'll probably just post chips and sobeys like a photo of them on the wall cool and the next day might be a post of rum soda in the nslc and then i'm back to a dog with a bandana on of east coast and then i'm back to 
Whole Foods just got our chips across the West Coast in Ontario, guys. We've, we're so proud about that. Like, it's a huge, huge That's deal awesome. to us. So we'll be posting that kind of stuff mm. based off of our customers sending in the content. Like, we don't, I can't go to BC or Ontario. So if someone sends this in, or sorry, chips in from Ontario, a photo, I'll be posting that on social media because I can't get it myself. Mm-hmm. So it's all just a matter of those moments of, like, hopefully people organically take pictures when they see this stuff in the store and then we can share it like that Ed Sheeran moment Mm -hmm. because if we don't get to take the photos in Whole Foods stores we're from Nova Scotia but like let's say COVID wasn't happening right now what could you go to would you go to BC right now absolutely yeah so you're just kind of stuck here stuck yeah I'd be going to Whole Foods probably in Ontario to do video just to show that we're available in all Whole Foods stores across Canada oh that sucks because we can't market it because we're sitting in Halifax so I have to say like go to Whole Foods with a picture instead I can't go to the store make a sign above take a cool video you can't hire someone in BC though to do that we could we could but you want to be there for your own little touch yeah and it just to tell the story like guys we're in Whole Whole Foods we're in Ontario and Toronto the biggest city in the world in in Canada and we're in all the Whole Foods and all of your Sobeys like go to the stores to get it can't do that so there's marketing blocks that we're stuck with. We have to just, again, not complain about it, <laughs> sit here and figure out how can we best market it. And so I would say to to try to empower the people to, to take their own content. That's what I've been doing. Just, oh, we're good, we're good. <laughs> You're good? No, yeah. it's all good. Just a little spill. Get a little paper towel. On Mark, do you want to grab paper towel behind you there? Um, Watch the camera there. And essentially now we're hoping that people will go to the stores and take some organic content that we can share and tag them and say, thank you for sharing the content. Uh, we always share everyone's content through stories or posts, like yeah. everything I share as much as I can. Okay. So it, it's just kind of like allowing the people to, to take the content and shout them out, give them, a, give them a share. Okay. Thanks Mark. Oh, my mom's calling me. Let's just take this call. We'll do it. All. We'll do it. We'll see what she says. Sounds good. <laughs> Hello. Hey, you're on the podcast. What's up? Oh, really? Can, they, can you guys hear me out loud on it? Yeah, it's me and Alex McLean, the founder of East Coast Lifestyle. He can hear you. That, well, I was, well, was going to ask about that last night. The way he had his back turned, the guy with the cool blue sneakers on. That was him. Was gonna, wow. How's it going? How exciting. are you? How are you doing today? Oh, oh I got to go. I got another call. Have fun. Bye. Okay, bye. Just <laughs> busy. Yeah, she's in the retail. Well, she owns a spa in Bedford, so she's busy too. That's awesome, yeah. She's but, an entrepreneur then, eh? She's, she's an entrepreneur, yeah. She started with uh, like a one-bedroom, not one-bedroom, like a one-room uh, massage, like manicures, pedicures, all wow. that stuff. And now she has, I think, 13 employees. Holy shit, wow. A spa, Mudraps to Manicures, it's called. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It was great. Staff. Oh, it's awesome. Growing up having acne, you just go there, get a facial, <laughs> a massage after hockey. It was great. Yeah, get a family discount. Oh, I was walking. I think that's the only reason my girlfriend's with me, is just so she can go to the spa for free. <laughs> get a deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, man. Well, that's, that's cool. Awesome. That's really interesting how, like, we were just talking about Newfoundland marketing. Yeah. You're done with Black Friday. Let's move yeah. on to the next thing. Yeah, just like a kind of a, almost like a portfolio resume for the is the is the feed. And, like, people check in on it to see and judge you and your brand or whatever you promote yeah so it's kind of like you're leaving a resume of whatever it's highlights or whatever you want to call it but when people come to your feed for the first time from you know new york or florida or asia or australia they've never heard of east coast lifestyle so we want to make it as cool and as the best balance of a feed so it's it's a tough thing like i find complex is probably the best at it in the balance area that's where i look to for the most is they're like pizza dog rap 
lifestyle, pizza dog wrap lifestyle, and it's like a balance that yeah. everyone loves, and their followers just go through the roof because they they're they're connecting with like the dog people, then the pizza people, then the rappers, then the the youth with their their streetwear or whatever. Then it's like a constant battle, yeah. and then they get into like the sports drama, and then they come back to the dog, and then the pizza, and then it's just like then they follow just continue to climb. So, damn, it's it's kind of like a you have to find out like who's your audience, what do they want to see. They like the TikTok videos and they like the podcast, so maybe it's like a one for one ish thing. So it's like, yeah, but it's, it's but I I find out like our like our Facebook like I won't post on Facebook till like five o'clock because I know a lot of our Facebook fans are parents who don't get off work till five. Yeah. you know if I post the mic'd up video on Facebook at two o'clock, it won't start getting likes till six because that's when everyone's home from traffic and starting yeah. to like things. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm at the point where I'm, I know my platforms rather than I know my audience. I know my audience, but I think I know my platforms a little bit better because right now our audience is starting to change to that junior high, even elementary crowd yeah. with the TikTok, And that's yeah. starting to drive things to our Instagram yeah. and Facebook, you know, Facebook's great, but like I said, it's, it's the parents, it's that, 30 and older type crowd so that's one thing we're start trying to figure out with the content that we're posting a lot of local stuff like you look at halifax noise like they're just local 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 news 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 and people seem to love it love it yeah but you know we don't want to be that we want to be local 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 funny 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 yep mic'd up mic'd up mic'd up podcast 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 but that's you know, when you talk about complex, it's like it's what do you say, pizza, rapper, pizza, shoes, yeah, dog. They, yeah, they go for like everything. And like, but that's like an that's a national yeah, pizza. Everyone loves pizza. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. So it's you know like that's that's kind of the balance I'm in right now. Like we have uh, you know Tyler Coleman, yep. fair yep. guy. He knows betting, knows football, knows basketball. Yep. Knows, I don't really know football, basketball, or anything that well. But we're trying to start a talk show where nice. he comes over, a couple other guys come over, and they talk about different sports. But one yeah. worry I have is, okay, do people from here really care about the Kansas City Chiefs losing last night? You know, you know. So that's kind of a balance. That's that risk that I'm taking to reach a broader audience. Yeah, yeah, nice. You know, but we're consistent with it. We're doing it every Thursday. The views are up. The fun, you know, it's funny. Yeah. But are people only watching it because it's Coleman from Fairview and it's funny, or are people watching it because, oh, okay, you know, I, you know, I like the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll see what you know Coleman has to say about it. And that's kind of like the balance that I'm in between yeah. right now of that, okay, do I really want to grow or do I want to stay local to, uh, you know, these kids from Bedford Minor Hockey Association, SAC, for Halifax Hawks, and, and appeal to them so then they buy my clothing, so then yeah. they tune into the podcast. So that's kind of where I'm... Here's a question for you. Yeah. So are you going to be releasing that all through High Button Sports or would that be through its own channel on Instagram? No, or... it's, a, it's a, yeah, just through High Button Sports. Cool. Yeah, so I was my only thing would be to consider would be like, would you ever create a sub channel that's only going to be the sports betting, talk show sports thing. talk? I've thought about it, but my thought process is on that is I've worked so hard to build up, you know, 6,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. And it's like, I just don't want to start that over again. Yep. To, that's where my head's at with that. What about an IGTV like exclusive thing that you do? Yeah. Like the, so yeah. It's like more of like a weekly sub content channel for you yeah i like that because like then you it did it could be on your feed or it can live solely on igtv because with igtv you don't have even have to have it on your feed on your feed it's just in that separate tab in that little tv button so then people can just go to there and then you can create a series called like coleman chats or like tyler coleman's yeah or something like that and i like that like his his videos there okay you can kind of like organize it and then a kid might go i'm gonna watch these five in a row put my thing up and just watch them all yeah 
because people like to consume that stuff in like the YouTube holes, they say, like they're yeah. in a hole of videos. Yeah. So if you can build a, build a little like episode one, episode two, episode three, like you've been doing with high button sports, but with Tyler Coleman specifically, yeah. boom, I think. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Still on the same channel, but just in a separate tab. If you don't want to like start over. I would yeah. say try to like give it its own little area to live yeah. in IGTV and then just keep it like market it to there. Like check out our latest IGTV and then people will start to consume all of that in a row. Probably. Okay. Could work. And same with TikTok. Like you could just have like a one a still that's like Tyler's face with the mic. Mm. And then on your TikTok, the cover photo is always his face yeah. with the mic and people start to see. I want to see more of that guy talk because then yeah. they'll just click whenever he has the mic yeah. kind of still full episodes on igtv on our instagram make sure to go follow yeah like cross some, yeah okay yep i like that hour and a half so what are you doing the rest of the day going back to work and uh helping Every- that team with the orders honestly like we got uh i thought the orders were done no no they're 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 probably like for- a couple thousand behind no yep they can do up to a thousand a day and this is our busiest time of the year so <laughs> there's six of them down there packing so they're pissed at you right now. Like, where the hell is yeah. that? He's talking to Justin <laughs> for <laughs> uh, Ryan. Ryan was stoked that we were chatting. He, he's been following your podcast. Ryan Healy played hockey. Against I know Ryan really well. Yeah, he's a hard worker. He's down there. He actually lost his tooth last week in hockey or on the ace. No, does he insure? He didn't have insurance, did he? My dad hooked him up, but he's a dentist. Oh, your, dad's a dentist. <laughs> yeah, your dad no. has like a YouTube channel or something. Yeah. Someone was telling yeah, me about he that. He, <laughs> he's he, funny. He has some big videos. He, he has like, his niche is gnarly dental surgeries voiced over to the nines for like <laughs> anyone going through dental uh school yeah. it's very informative and he some of his videos are in the millions of views because no they're way so, they're so niche targeted yeah but like dental implant gone wrong like root the root canal like how to do like he just has like a niche was he doing this before you became yep. a social media yep. yeah he, he's always been active on videos he's a public speaker is he before covid he's traveling the world he's been all over the world and he uh he pretty much does speaking and dentistry. He has a balance of the two. He's a really hard worker. And then now with COVID, he stopped speaking all back to dentistry, but more YouTube because he's not traveling. It, that, being Double a dentist down. must be the most dangerous job in the world right now. With yeah, COVID. With COVID. Yeah, he's pretty much uh, locked down. Like I don't I don't see him very often. Call him pretty much because he's just kind of doing his thing. He's in he's in his uh dental office all the time. He's is he in Hel- based out of Halifax. Yeah, Mumford Road. Yeah, Trimac Dental. Um, but yeah, overall, like he's got a very entrepreneurship flair in him and he, uh, he grinds hard, but yeah, he's doubled down on his YouTube and, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, it's, it's working for him, but yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to hear you're doing well. I appreciate you taking the time out of the day. You're dropping dimes on me. I can't wait for you to get out of here and I can just get to work <laughs> and start flipping, start doing all this shit, man. It's going to awesome. be, uh, I don't know. I hope everyone listening to learn some stuff. Oh, right, thanks. It's thanks great, again man. for having like, me on. It was a great chat and, uh, hope we can do it again sometime soon and maybe do a part two. Oh man absolutely alex mclean university get like a textbook made up of all like the 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 process i guess that'd be crazy it's crazy maybe one day maybe and, one day. and thank you again for uh the chips and the drinks and the, and the apparel well. i appreciate that very much thank you you're welcome once we get some uh once we get our stuff in i'll make sure to drop it off awesome let me know what you think about the chips later on i will absolutely awesome all right everyone listening thank you very much for tuning in i appreciate uh, all your support. I'll cross promote right now. Go, go follow us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Go uh, to East Coast Lifestyle, like them, follow them, and then you go back to our TikTok and you like us, you follow yeah. us, and then you go and you do all that cross promotion. Exactly. You do it. Just make sure to promote High Button Sports and East Coast Lifestyle. Exactly. All right, everyone's out. Have a good Christmas. I think we're back tomorrow with another podcast. Sheldon McLeod. Yep. Big dog. All right, we're out. See you later. Peace. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's me. Me. Uh-huh.
Listen, I need you to come do me a favor and come pick him up. Yeah, I just found him, man. Yeah, he was, he was fucking drunk, passed out on the A-train, man. He's cursing people out on Utica Avenue. He's delirious. He don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, they, they took his sneakers, man. They took his fucking sneakers, man. He don't know what the fuck is going on, man. I think he took something, man. All right. Okay, okay, one. The fuck is wrong with you, man? You got no fucking ID on you, man. You know what happens, man. Stop drinking that shit. I love you, though. Nobody's perfect. I'm sorry, Miguelito. I'm sorry. 